You're listening to the ProcureTech Podcast, your weekly show for all that's cooking in the digital procurement space. Yes, we've got the hottest startups, thought leadership and conversation from visionary industry experts and definitely no stiff corporate content. I'm your host, James Meads, procurement pro, digital nomad and ProcureTech fanboy. And now here's this week's show. Yes, hello, greetings, and a very warm welcome from Procurement Summit in Berlin for our second of a three-part mini-series featuring some of the coolest, brightest, and hottest startups that are exhibiting and pitching at the event. This is the second in a three-part series. As I mentioned, last week we published the first one. Next week we're going to be publishing our final one. We're recording these episodes live at Procurement Summit and then publishing them uh, in weekly intervals. And this week's episode is going to feature three cool, bright startups that are very much in the AI and game theory space with what they offer for their specific solution. So without any more ado, let's jump straight into our first interview with our first startup. So our first startup is Pactum, and I'd like to welcome Fabio Hirler to the show. Fabio, welcome. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, pleasure to speak to you, James. So Pactum is one that really, really interested me. So Pactum deals with AI-led and game theory-led negotiations and automated negotiations. So this is a huge topic within itself. So just introduce a little bit about how it came about. Mm -hmm. You've got some pretty famous founders behind yeah. you. So yeah, just tell us a little bit about what Pactum does and, uh, and we can jump in from there. Yeah. Um, so the original idea came from our, our, uh, one of our founders, the CEO, Martin. He uh, built his own startup, uh, Vitalfield, sold it to Monsanto and then worked for the climate corporation in Europe. And Monsanto was the commercial lead there and had to do a lot of negotiations across Europe. And had to travel and talk and negotiate with these many peoples. And it, this was new to him and he noticed this is very inefficient. Money is left on the table. Uh, and as he was coming from a digital, digital world, he was thinking like, can there not something be done better? Yeah. And then we have, on the, on the technical side, we have Christian, who is the, uh, has a PhD in AI and deep learning, wow. and uh, brings that knowledge kind of in. And Casper built the e-residency program in Estonia, um, which is globally known, and brings kind of like the product and, and marketing knowledge in. And they decided, they're all not from procurement, and saw this as a potential uh, in the procurement world. To This was not offered by anyone to, to provide autonomous negotiations. Yeah, decided to have it probably because of that we're brave enough to uh, say uh, crazy enough to to uh, let's try this this should be somehow be able to work yeah but it's incredible that such such a solution like that takes seasoned entrepreneurs to figure out that there is a problem rather than i guess procurement professionals yep. building something but it's, yep. a, it's it's a great story and i think it's uh, Estonia is renowned for being an innovative country and being very, very lean with its government, and has yeah. really been a re really been a trailblazer in that sense. So it's it's nice to see. I mean, procurement flow I had on the podcast last year, mm -hmm. uh, but also now within another Estonian startup that is really making big waves in this space. So. How do you find it being at a conference for the first time in, I guess, probably a year and a half? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's a it's very weird <laughs> feeling, to, to be honest, but it's also very nice because it's... Uh 
it's completely different uh, than the, the online events. The online events, oh, you, you have your, your, your one-on-one presentations, you don't see the audience, you don't really speak to anyone. Um, you maybe chat, you have incoming people, but here you, it, the focus is much more to engage with, uh, with the people who actually attend here and to come to see uh, all the startups, 24 startups are here. This is, uh, this is also quite different, I think, and super interesting for all the visitors. Yeah. And I, and I think this conference format where there is more and more focus on startups and innovative solutions rather than, don't mean this disrespectful, but some of the more older school established types of business models around procurement services providers, I think is, is, is a real breath of fresh air. I mean, this is obviously a conference that is more focused on the German speaking part of Europe. Yeah. How have you found it in terms of, you know, in terms of customer acquisition? Is this a, an important region for you? Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, German-speaking market, I would say, is one of the biggest uh, uh, markets in Europe, uh, the first thing. Then secondly, also, uh, especially Germany, but also Switzerland and Austria have a history of very, how to say, organized, um, strong procurement organizations of companies. So it's not yeah. like, a, it's like a, more like a leading company if you look at procurement, uh, not a leading, a leading, leading region if you look at procurement organizations. And that's why it's uh, it's a super interesting market for uh, for us, yeah. Because they they have high expectations, and if you know that you make it here, then then you pretty much you can also do do it in in other areas in the world, which are maybe regarding procurement, not as uh, as much mature as as this area. On the other hand, there is also like a lot of conservative uh, mindsets uh, come with that, with a lot of old established companies. And this makes it also like challenging, or you could say interesting again, yeah, to, to challenge these these uh, these organisations with new ideas and, and proposals. Yeah. I think yeah, so it's kind of a double-edged sword that it's it's a very advanced region in terms of procurement maturity, but on the other hand, you know, there, there is quite a conservative business mindset in in the more traditional organisations. Yeah. yeah, I experienced that. I mean, I lived in mm-hmm. Germany for twelve years, and uh, I experienced that firsthand. So I mean, Pactum was it has Estonian roots, but um, the company headquarters is now in in the US mm-hmm. was that mainly for investment and growth reasons yeah it was mainly for investment and growth reasons uh, in the sense that uh, you can look at it from that perspective uh, US the, 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 the large US enterprises they are faster to make decisions to invest into an innovation to try it out they are aware hey it might work or it might not work but but it sounds it, it, it might sound totally crazy but let's try it out. Um, so it's it's easier to to actually uh, get a foothold, the first foothold in that market we think than in in Europe. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and it was for me it was a, it was a big realization when I realized hey, you could really directly see some of the reasons why the U.S. in some technology areas is is more advanced. Yeah. Because it's it's. Yeah, it's it's you could get people easily more easily interested in trying out new things. Uh, where in Europe, it's it takes longer, and and people are more risk averse, and and are looking for that yeah really perfect solution which has to work from day one like perfectly. And and in as a startup, you're still trying, you're developing your technology. It already can, can provide some value, but you might be at a completely different level in in, in a year uh, into the future. Yeah, and uh, wow, that's okay. yeah. 
Yeah. So that's, that's really interesting. So it wasn't so much for funding, it was more around customer and client yeah. acquisition that was uh, yeah. seen to perceive to be easier or faster in the US. Yes, our current investors are, are Project A, which is a very good investor actually from Berlin. Okay. Uh, German, then Atomico, which is, you could say, it's like a like, number one investor in Europe from based in London. And then, of course, like, say, for, for a future round, the idea was if, if you like, might manage to make like a really big round, then go to the US. Yeah. And that's the, yeah. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, in a nutshell, Pactum, in terms of value proposition, the negotiations that you can help automate, I assume, although I don't know, it's probably more focused towards tail spend or mm -hmm. non-strategic mm -hmm. spend, right? Because yeah. to do a strategic negotiation automated, I think, is probably a step yeah. too far yeah. in terms of where the technology yeah. is right now. I would say, exactly. I would say at the moment, so we are focusing on, on these, let's say, like, our, our vision basically is that you have small things like payment terms or NDAs. Uh, um, and we, we think that this is going to become, to negotiate something like this is going to become like an operational activity. Yeah. If I'm a strategic procurement person, I want to talk about innovation, product development, like build the relationship with the right. suppliers, understand the market, and not haggle about these, these minor things. Yeah. Especially and on a purchase order that's like 10,000 yeah, euros, yeah, exactly. but you have to adhere to a policy that says 60 days payment yeah. terms or, or, or you certain have, clauses yeah, in a contract. Correct, yeah. correct. Or you have a little tailspent suppliers where the contract has to be renewed and nobody has really time or the resources to deal with that. And that's focusing at this, these simple things, uh, or let's say rather simple, uh, rather simple things today, trying to capture that with, uh, with the technology and provide additional value to that because nobody is touching it. So if we negotiate it and we negotiate successfully with the system, we, we can provide additional value. The supplier is also happy as we are focusing on, on Pareto optimal results and getting the best out of, deal, of the deal for both. Yeah? Um, whereas before, nobody is interacting with the suppliers. Yeah? And at the same time, of course, the vision is that we think once we, how to say, uh, uh, year by year, we learn more uh, and can do more complex negotiations. Yeah? I and, guess that's it, isn't it? With uh, machine learning, I guess it gets it gets cleverer as time goes on. So the on, more data that, on, that it processes, exactly, the better on, it gets. On, on one hand, that is, that is the reason. But we also think, I think, one of our key advantages and differentiators is that our AI can, can understand different preferences from the suppliers uh, in, if you compare it to a, to an e-auction for example like really engage with the supplier what are you interested in and based on that understanding then come with up with counter offers and counter proposals which might be interesting for us as a customer but also for the supplier yeah and I think that is the the key differentiator in a sense of that you can you can really the system is really trading it's not just uh, the price is going up oh, or wow. going so, down so it's not just like a Donald Trump style yeah. win at all exactly. cost negotiation it does build that intelligence there's, there's an additional value there's an additional yeah. value and that's why we also think like really long time in the future you have these for example Switzerland recently negotiated a free uh, trade agreement with uh, with uh, Malaysia yeah and Indonesia yeah. and like and they negotiated uh, for several weeks until four o'clock in the morning uh, of course, they, the, the humans gave everything they had, but if you think about that, it's such a complex topic. Yeah, um, if you have a technology which, which can understand all the details and doesn't forget anything, yeah, and then really can f can find like an optimized deal which is the best for both sides. I think that that's what we see. That's where we see like where there is a big value add compared to how negotiations are done today. Yeah.
I'm excited to see how this develops because you're still a pretty young company but growing yeah. very, very quickly. So uh, I think definitely we'll have to get you back onto the show to do, uh, to do a one-on-one -on -one episode yeah, at some absolutely. point in the future because I'm, uh, I'm watching this with interest because as someone that's bought a lot of tail spend and non-strategic spend in the past and had to deal with the resource that it sucks from a strategic procurement manager's time, uh, I do genuinely think that if this is done right, it can offer a huge amount of value. So Fabio, uh, last question, if anyone wants to find out more about what you do, obviously after the summit, where's the best place that they can get hold of you? Best place would be, uh, would be go to pactum.com. Uh, there you can reach us. You can, if you want to see a demo, you can, uh, you can uh, contact us there and then we will do something for you and, and explain you the technology and how it works so you can, bet, can better, better understanding in which areas you can use it in your uh, company as a procurement person. Yeah. Fantastic. Fabio, thank you for your time and success at the summit. Yeah, thank you very much. It was super cool to talk to you. Yeah. So moving on from Pactum, who are all about using AI in negotiations, we're now going to move on to a solution that uses AI and game theory in the e-sourcing process. So Andreas Timmerman from MySupply, welcome to the ProcureTech podcast live at Procurement Summit. Hi, great to have you here. Fantastic. So Andreas, you're actually going to be on a later podcast that we recorded for the ProcureTech podcast talking about supply techs, which is another business that you're involved in around growing the awareness of startups. But today, we're actually going to talk about your startup, MySupply, which focuses on e-sourcing. So just give a little quick intro in terms of what it does, who your target customer base is, and, uh, and yeah, what you're hoping to achieve from Procurement Summit. Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, so especially in, in sourcing, you face the problem um, that you can, on the one hand, get a great deal or you put uh, low effort in. And of course, this is great if you do strategic sourcing. Um, then, of course, it's worse to spend some more effort. Uh, but of course, if you're going down to tactical and tail spend, it's getting really problematic. And what we're going to do with uh, MySupply is automating the sourcing process as much as possible. So that means we go from source to contract and uh, really want to reduce the effort and get savings at the same time. So this is where, we, where it's all about. And the very specific part of uh, my supply is that we use uh, a something like a called uh, strategy engine, which comes behind the tender and which guides into the right negotiation type. This could be then an auction that could be a different kind of negotiation. And this is what we are going to do is uh, yeah, automating this process that not someone needs to be there uh, who really knows about game theory and all these things and we are going to automate this process. So um, basically our customer group is, uh, if we're talking about huge companies, we're more or less going to the tactical spend and tail spend area, though so this, yeah. this is our focus. And for, for mid-sized companies, we can go the full run also for strategic parts. Maybe not for the high complex stuff, but we can really uh, automate everything, or at least partly, which has not a comp high complexity in the end. That's interesting, and more and more companies are looking at this sort of long tail of spend. And I think if you go back to the Deloitte CPO survey from this year, the number one priority cited by CPOs is, is operational efficiency. It's for the first time in years and years not been cost saving. I think that mirrors the fact that procurement has always been kind of a pretty lean function in terms of resources. It's often being considered by businesses as an overhead rather than a, a profit center. And 
to enable procurement to do more with less essentially solutions like what you guys are doing and what Pactum are doing and what everyone in this tailspin space is looking at and automation if you've got you know 80% of the transactions only by 20% of the uh, of the suppliers or the spend it's a it's a huge area that needs to be somehow more efficient and if you can if you can take and sort of guide through the sourcing process and pick the right type of event and then lead through using that technology i think that is a real value proposition to uh, especially to a mid-sized organization rather than a large corporate yeah yeah i yeah, completely agree uh, but still also in in great uh, big corporates uh, you are very often the situation even though if uh, you have uh, i don't know 300 400 500,000 uh, employees very often there's just two or three guys who are doing auctions the question is just why because it's really really complicated and the tools out there in the market are also really really complicated that's right yeah they're not user friendly either i mean some of the newer ones that are coming onto the market are attacking that but if you look at the more traditional e-sourcing suites and tools that are built into some of these big enterprise level suites then then yeah you're right they're not intuitive and often especially in big corporations you often get a consulting function internally that, that deals with all of that to run the yeah. events because they're so complex and you know to be an yeah. expert on those yeah, yeah. on those platforms is tough yeah so uh, yeah so of course uh, basically it, the user friendliness is one part of the game but there's one big other part of the game so finding the right decisions how to negotiate and this is exactly the problem that we solve yeah. because this is uh, knowledge about game theory and and using it so normally it's really not very much uh, yeah, in, also in huge companies. So you just use it for the very, very high level spend. And these kind of negotiation types, which are really, really powerful, are not used at all in, in tactical spend. And there's a big lever also using these kind of things without putting any effort in. And this is a big difference. Of course, you don't need to train people. You don't need to put a lot of effort in. Uh, so it's really just automated uh, run. But of course, if you can't do an auction, you should really be aware to not do it. Because if you try it and if it, if it fails, this is, of course, the worst thing that can happen. And what yeah. we do with MySupply is also protecting uh, the company and the procurement guys from doing auctions in cases where it's not applicable and choosing also the right parts. So this is for That's, me very, yeah. very important one. It is very important because there's there's a bit of a stigma around auctions, aren't there, in the procurement space? And a lot of procurement leaders will say, "Our oh, e-auctions don't work." And I think you hit uh, you hit on the right you hit the nail on the head there that they don't work often because they're used in the wrong context or in or for the wrong category or for the wrong tender but to be able to guide people into that decision yeah i i think is a very good value proposition especially yeah. if it's something that is more affordable and set up towards yeah. non-strategic spend for for organizations that are not at enterprise level that yes. that really does give a unique proposition or, 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 or slant on this type of, of product or, or software. Yeah, I completely agree. So uh, it's of course just, uh, you can't always do an auction. If you have a great chance, if you have the real, the right offers, if everything fits well, then you can do a great auction. Uh, but of course, if not, we are not only doing auctions. So it, we are talking about the negotiation as such and making a great negotiation, though this is what is the outcome. But not just only doing auctions, but integrating this also, not just only running on bots, but also running on these kind of uh, auctions, but just picking over the right one. So this is, this, is, this is key in our understanding for really doing great sourcing, especially in tactical spend.
And your pricing model is quite easy to understand and very transparent. I mean, I saw that on your website. Just talk to me a little bit about that because a lot of software companies are a little bit secretive and want to do a demo before they get into pricing discussions where you've taken a very different approach there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think what we try to do is be very transparent. But this is all reflected in our company DNA uh, because also we think that competition is good and being transparent in the market is good. And uh, so this is also something which really is part of my supply as such, so that you get different offers, get different uh, chances of getting into competition. And this is why we also ourselves are very transparent and saying, right, okay, we, you get a demo first, then you're starting normally into a pilot, um, which is very, very limited. So you, we, we help a lot during this pilot phase. You learn in standalone how my supply works. You don't need to do any integration, but you really see, does it bring me a certain value? And then, if you're fine with this, you can go into d th uh, three different types of um, types of licenses: your basic, premium, and um, enterprise license, which starts at three, so two ninety nine, two hundred ninety nine uh, per month per user until uh, nine ninety nine for an enterprise version, which also has uh, different possibilities, getting individual workflows, ERP integration, all these kind of things. And it just needs to reflect uh, the situation where you are within the company. Standalone is, of course, much cheaper. Yeah. But there's maturity and different systems that a company may have that they need to integrate with. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's great possibilities. We recently talked about this version, uh, uh, like like iPass software, where it's easy, very easy to also connect MySupply with. Um, this is a this is a really a great possibility to also do a really high automation because in the end an integration uh, with an uh, SAP or whatever ERP system makes a lot of sense uh, really to turn on the automation but you don't need to do it immediately and it's easier than maybe a lot of people think. Yeah, small steps first is <laughs> is the mantra, especially when it comes to digitization. What what about growth? Do you see do you see your main market as the German speaking market in Europe, or are you looking more for international expansion? Because you're you're still pretty young in terms of yes. you've only recently launched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So of course we have some experience or working with our MVP already, working also doing negotiations in uh, and tenders in Brazil as well. Wow. Okay. So uh, we we already did that. Uh, but of course, uh, I think learning a lot uh, what the customer demand is is sometimes a bit easier when you're in your home turf. Yeah. And and this is of course we are uh, we're working since uh, yeah in the fourth year right now already with the procurement summit, which is really a great event, and uh, we love to be here and we always really enjoy it. And this is something where it's really cool. Uh, to get in touch with people, um, it's sometimes meeting uh, uh, sometimes old classmates. So this is this is <laughs> a kind of uh, how it is, and this is really cool getting in touch with people, learning a lot about the needs, and of course in ho in your home turf it's it's much easier. But of course, uh, we are going to scale this, uh, and uh, step by step we're already um, yeah we are in the European market already in touch with a lot of companies. But yeah, of course, uh, we, we have, uh, of course, a growth strategy going also into the US and, of course, also later to Asia. And yeah, I can only echo that. I think it's great that the, that the event has so many startups here and that it's a little bit more relaxed and chilled than some of the more sort of corporate conferences that are out there. So yeah, I can only echo that in terms of the startup presence. Uh, if anyone wants to find out more, Andreas, where's the best place that they can find you or my supply? Yeah, of course, my supply uh, could be very easily found, of course, 
in the net on mysupply.de or mysupply.de slash en for the English version. And of course, I am uh, also on, on LinkedIn. That was the best way to approach me uh, and to get in contact. So uh, yeah, there's, I think, a couple of opportunities uh, on a pretty digital way. Awesome. Andreas, thanks for joining me and uh, wish you good luck for the rest of the summit. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. So, and now on to our third and final startup of the group that are using AI and game theory to push value in the digital procurement space. Here at Procurement Summit in Berlin, I would like to introduce you to Henning Hatje, co-founder of Lotsa. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, James. Great and, to be here. And we just heard, actually, because this is being recorded live at the at the summit, that uh, Henning just won runner-up place in the startup pitch. So, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, great experience. It's the first time for us here, and uh, already already the second place we scored. And pretty important, pretty important last few weeks as well, because you recently secured a funding round as well, didn't you? That's correct. We uh, we secured a seed funding from Cavalry Ventures and Power Ventures, both based in Berlin. And now we're ready to ready to grow. So AI in the space of tactical and tail spend. Tell me more. Of course, yes, for sure. So um, Lotsa is actually it's a tactical procurement or tactical sourcing solution, and we use big data and AI to make sense of all the data that is today captured in in well, I would say databases at our customers' sites premises and also in databases that we're tabbing onto and call them our, our own databases that we use. For example, at customer sites, we find a lot of past requisitioning data, past purchasing data from debitors, creditors, um, past events over the past few years, um, and we make them accessible to our customers to, so they actually know from who they sourced what over time. And we match those data with our supplier base that, that we established within Lotse to give them more context on the suppliers that they're engaging with. And bringing all of this into one single source of truth, I mean, this is an area of spend that understandably businesses typically don't spend much in time to invest in and, and don't have much procurement resource to throw at this because it's seen to be towards you know the long tail of where there's not as much low-hanging fruit to be gained from it but the biggest challenge with any type of tactical spend is just the amount of resource that it sucks on a day-to-day -day basis to to get to a purchasing decision so maybe you can explain a little bit more about how Lotzer is able to to shorten that that uh, to, to, to shorten that journey uh, and what are the advantages of bringing that all in under one roof in terms of the data and the visibility and the dashboard yes i think the first important thing to mention is as you rightly said there's so much hidden hidden time spent on on tactical expenditures on tactical spend processes throughout organizations that are not recorded somewhere that happen in the business units in the functional areas but also within the procurement team And um, we believe that with a, with a solution that combines data and analytics into processes where decisions are being made, that these times that are being used for, for example, switching tools, looking at market data, looking at supplier data, that these need to be integrated into the processes where decisions are being made to actually reduce the time spent by requesters, but also by procurement teams whenever they need something. And, and I think that point is really, really important because requesters especially if you're using an ERP system for your indirect spend and for your indirect procurement 
Requesters often find ways around complex or bureaucratic processes and systems. So in any type of spend like this, especially if it's services or if it's something that stakeholders touch that's not uh, that's not an inventoried item that they can just repeat order, the user experience and the, and, and the simplicity of being able to use that also drives compliance, doesn't it? Absolutely. So I believe one of the key problems with, with many solutions today is not that they don't perform in principle or that they deliver on their value proposition, but that they just have a user interface and a user experience that is just not, not made for the people that have to use them mostly the requesters in the business units that don't do 20, 30 events per day or that don't spend two, three hours per day in those tools, but maybe they're in there 10 minutes a week or 20. So we really focus, at Lutz, we really focus on an intuitive, user-friendly user interface and user experience, actually, that doesn't require any training, uh, first of all, and that's actually intuitive in the process to use. There's no unnecessary there's no unnecessary steps there are no unnecessary buttons or information so it's really a guided process in a way and and that self-service model as procurement is being asked to do more and more with the same or even less resources in some instances do you see that as being the future that stakeholders will more and more be sort of guiding themselves through the procurement process for for anything that's not a strategic purchase or that's just a one-time spend Absolutely. We call it, um, I think it's a, it's a known term, the IKEA principle, yeah, that, you yeah. offload, that you offload as much as possible in, in, a, in a meaningful sense to your customers, i.e. your internal customers, the functional business units, the departments, so that they can do as much as they need by themselves and you will only have, let's say, for non-strategic topics, you will only have a governance function that sits on top of it. And being able to do that, I mean, IKEA is kind of a love-hate thing, but I would say more people love it than hate it, for sure. And whenever you go to an IKEA store on a Saturday or a Sunday, they're always full, right? So it must tell you something around the principle. Correct. I mean, if, if the quality is right and if the experience is right in the end, if you get your hot dog at the end of the, at the, end of the experience uh, to, to, make it, uh, to make a visual statement... Um, I think then it works. If, if there's a good experience around it and people actually accept that they now can do these things and they feel that they're in control and that the results are right, then I think that's, that's the path to go. And if you've got all of the suppliers and all of the data and all of the historical requisitions in one place without having to search through an ERP system or try and figure out what command to put in there to get your data out, I suspect that it also has a big impact in terms of being able to drive supplier rationalization as well, especially if you're looking at a multi-site operation with maybe a lot of different legacy ERP systems that are perhaps not connected in the, in the offline world. Correct. That's, that's uh, let's say, um, scope two of our product. Scope one is very much focused on the process itself to make it really, really easy to use and convenient for the, for the requesters and the procurement teams. And scope two is then to drive those analytics to show where you can do supplier rationalization, where you can reduce your, your long tail, where you can maybe focus on a few then somewhat strategic suppliers in the end um, without compromising on quality or on flexibility. And, of course, Lotzer is not a P2P system, but the obvious benefit from being able to rationalize and streamline your supply base is then ultimately 
you should in theory have a lot less noise in the you know in the whole invoicing and AP space because you're going to have fewer suppliers and with that come fewer delivery fewer quality fewer administrative issues absolutely you, you will just in the end you will clean up your your supplier base to some extent and you will have exactly less of that noise that you just mentioned so Henning thank you very much for speaking to me uh, they also had a great house brewed beer last night that uh, that, that Lotze was uh, was giving out so uh, very nice to try that as well so if anyone wants to drink Lotze beer with you and find more uh, more out about what you're doing uh, where's the best place to get in touch the best place is our our website uh, www.lotze.de Lotze spelled L-H-O-T-S-E that sometimes causes confusion and uh, or LinkedIn you can search me on LinkedIn as well and and get in touch here yeah. either if it's for a beer but uh, actually we hope it's for a product uh, and we will link to all of those in the show notes Henning wishing you success and thank you for joining me and uh, yeah chat soon thank you James it was great meeting you in person here in Berlin so ladies and gentlemen they are three very exciting and innovative companies bringing solutions in the AI and game theory space that can help you make some waves with your digitization of the procurement function in very very different ways that they're active but equally very very valuable in terms of the solutions that they deliver we will be back again the same time next week in our last of our three-part series live from procurement summit here in Berlin and with our final segment we will be looking at providers that offer solutions in the services procurement space thank you very much for listening if you like what we're doing here at the ProcureTech podcast then don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast player we release new episodes every single week featuring either a startup or an industry expert or a case study to motivate you and inspire you on your digital procurement journey we will catch you again same time next week take care and and bye for now.